good to be here this morning. Wasn't that great last night? I appreciate Brother Lamar and his obedience to the Lord. appreciate Brother Eddie and this church for allowing me to be here. I always enjoy being in a camp meeting, whether I'm doing this part of it. A lot of times I'd rather be sitting out there. Amen. But uh, glad that I'm able to be able to come and feel honored to be able to do so. I just appreciate the Lord. And uh, thank God for that message last night, a song that we can sing whenever God brings us through uh, certain things in our life. And uh, I pray that I can get out what we need to say here this morning. I pray and believe in God to help us here today. And I certainly need his help because uh, the enemy sure fights us in all kinds of ways, and, uh, and I'm no different than you are, and I know that uh, we're living right here on the threshold of the coming of the Lord, and I realize that there's a lot of, of uh, things that are against us, and uh, because of that, we need to, you know, not uh, be aware of those things that are against us, but we need to know that we've got someone with us that will carry us through all that comes our way. And I, I'll tell you the truth, folks. There is nothing that's more important than making it. That's right. Amen. That's the most important thing that there is. And, Amen. and uh, there's a lot of uh, folks that are going the wrong way. And uh, I just don't plan on being one of them. Amen. I plan on hanging in here. And, uh, so I pray that you will. And uh, so uh, you know, I just pray the Lord will help us here this morning. I'm going to read from Psalms 94. Uh, today, and uh, pray the Lord will just give us the strength that we need. Amen. Psalms 94. Appreciate the Nesbits. Man, that's some great singing. Yes, Feel the Lord in that, and I appreciate God. Amen. Yes. Psalms 94. I'm going to read a couple of verses here this morning from here. And uh, you just pray the Lord will speak to you through what he's given us here for today. Two verses. Verse number 17, Psalms 94. Say amen if you're there. Amen. All right. The Bible says, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. Amen. I want to preach this morning. I held on by the mercy of God. I held on by the mercy of God. Let's pray. Father, I love you this morning. I thank you for the word of God. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Realize, God, that I can't do anything without you. I need you to strengthen me today, God. I need you to touch my body. I need you, God, to give me clarity of thought. Lord, you just do what you want to do around this altar here today. For without you, we can do nothing, God, and we certainly have to have you. Lord, here today, I pray, God, that the hand of God would move upon us. And, God, all of those that need you, God, we pray that you would find them and that they'd find their way to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the word of the Lord have free course. Amen. You may be seated. I held on. Have you ever been in a place where you felt like that you were going to go under? That you just didn't feel like that you was going to be able 
to survive. Has anybody ever been there? Or maybe your life is a life that just has always been perfect and everything's been well and it didn't never seem like that you was going to find yourself in a position where it seemed like that you wasn't going to be able to make it. I know that that's not true. I know all of us have had things in our life that has caused us to wonder where the Lord was at and wonder how that we were going to be able to survive. Amen? And here we are in these times where Jesus is surely about to come. I know I believe that. And if you're a Christian, you should be believing that and seeing that and knowing that because there's so many things that are pointing to the coming of the Lord. But some of those things that we see is that the Bible tells us that whenever we get in these particular times that there's going to be people that are going to move away from God. Now that's not negative, but that's positive because the Word of God tells us that in the last days that because iniquity shall abound that the love of many is going to wax cold. But the Bible says that he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. And to me, that means that somebody has got to hold on. And that there will be somebody that will hold on all the way through. I plan on being one of them. Can you say amen? There is a song, as our brother preached last night, that we should have a song of Amen. After victories. But there's a song that I was singing. And it inspired me to this message that we are preaching here this morning. This song says, Amen. I held on until the storm was over. Not because I'm good. Not because I'm great. Not because I'm I'm strong. I've just held on. Can you say amen? The text gives light to that. Amen. That when things come our way, when our foot slips, we can just hold on to the God that never changes. One preacher wrote it like this. He said, when my foot slippeth, I can no longer stand. My strength is gone and I must sink into the grave. If I say my foot slippeth, the statement is a general statement that if at any time he had been or should be in a circumstance, then God would step in between my circumstance and the place where I might slip to. The general remark is this, however. It is founded upon the interposition on this particular occasion where God steps in. His aid was then so marked and timely that he felt that he could make the declaration general and in regard to his whole life that to all circumstances in which he would be placed that God would be there to stand in between and make sure that it would be alright. We can make this statement today. Without God's providence, there ain't no way that we'll ever be able to hang on. And brothers and sisters, 
Jesus is coming. But if Jesus is coming, we've got to hold on to Jesus. And without holding on to him, there's no way to make it. Amen. Now we know that there's good people in this world, right? And some of us consider ourselves to be good folk. I see a lot of good folk here. Amen. And sometimes we get to thinking about our goodness and how wonderful these people are that are surrounding us that we forget who's really good. Amen. Jesus spoke this to us when he spoke of his father. Amen. The Bible says to us about being good. Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? He said unto him, Why callest me thou good? There's one that's good, none that's good. Amen, but one. That is God. But if thou would enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, which, Jesus said unto him, thou do no murder. Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. We were just talking about this right before church with a brother back there. He and I was talking. I told him, I said, my dad's 86 and my mama's 80 and I, I still respect them highly and so thankful that they're still here. And so to honor your father and mother is what the Lord said to this young man. Amen. And he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The young man said unto him, all of these have I kept from my youth up. And he said unto him, if thou will be perfect. Amen. Go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Amen. This is a hard thing for many of us to come to terms with. Because we can truly identify with something in us that, that makes us to be alright. Yeah. It makes us good. Perfection is something that cannot be obtained on our own. You listening to me this morning? Amen. No matter how good we, we deem someone to be or even deem ourselves to be, there's no way to reach perfection on our own. And Jesus knew that. He saw what was in that young man's heart. And he said, if you're going to be what you need to be, displace all of this other stuff that you're relying on and make your reliance upon me completely. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to hang on. And I'm here to tell you today, folks, that we've got a lot of folks that have not put Jesus in the complete center of their dependence. And if you don't do that in the times that we're living in, you're not going to make it. Perfection is something that cannot be obtained on your own. 
You do some good things. I do some good things. Amen. Even keep most of the commandments. And we define ourselves as being good. But the scripture says when the reality is none are good. Amen. Romans 3 and 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus, and whom God has set forth and as to be the propitiation of, of, our, through our, of our sins through faith and in his blood and to declare his righteousness and for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, the self-righteous, always, amen, find the good things about themselves so they can gauge their goodness about those that maybe don't meet up to what they are. But I'm here to tell you today, folks, that Jesus is the measuring line. He's the one that we're up against. And if we're not measuring up to him, then we don't meet up. But we all, as an unclean thing, for a long time I didn't really see this in this verse, but we always quote it like this. We say, we as an unclean thing, all of our righteousness, right, is as filthy rags. But that's not what that, that's not what it says. It says righteousnesses with a yes. It's not just one. You see, there's a lot about me that won't be like you, brother. There's some things that's going to be better about you, a lot better about you, than it will be about me. And, and sister, there's going to be some things about you that will be a lot better than some ladies. And then some ladies would say, well, she just doesn't really meet up to what I am in this area. Yeah. Right? And all of us have our areas where we can define our strengths. And, you know, me, I, I don't know about y'all, but one of my biggest things that I have to stay sanctified over is driving. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't have that problem, but I have a problem sometimes with, with driving, not my driving, mine's perfect, right. Right. right, I drive just right, yeah. amen, and boy, when you pull out in front of me and make me slam on my brakes, I can tell you my righteousness is lost, amen, and, and you may be one of them that is able to overcome that, and maybe, Brother Corey, you don't have that problem, and your righteousness is, is better than my one little righteousness. <laughs> That's just one thing, yeah. right? But we'll, we'll sit here and we'll look over and we'll have ourselves gauged and blew up because we're just not quite as unrighteous as they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You ain't going to be able to hold on by just sitting there and putting yourself beside somebody and measuring yourself beside somebody else. Amen, because we can't make it on the merits of somebody else. Right. 
I'm glad this morning, folks, for everything that somebody has poured into my life. There's people that I count high in my life, whom I love dearly and who I give the honor to. But they didn't save me, brother. Jesus saved me. And I can tell you here today, through the trials of life, through the difficulties that we're facing right now, there's only one that can give you the strength to carry on and to hold on. And it's the one that we're talking about here this morning. And for too long, we've tried to make our relationship with somebody else. But the relationship has got to be with the one that can give you all that you have to have. His righteousness. Amen. Because mine is as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. You see, when we look at ourselves closely, amen, we can come to the conclusion that deep down, we ain't really any good at all unless Jesus, the one that makes us good, is in our life. Amen. The song says, not because I'm good. Right? Man, I, I wrote over here singing that thing. Amen. Title of it's I held on. Not because I'm good. Right? And not because I'm great. Amen. My grandmother's favorite scripture, she is one of my heroes, but she didn't save me, but she led me on a path to get saved. You understand? But one of her favorite scriptures is something that I believe that we can look to in times of our despair. When we feel like that we're about to turn loose, about to let go, amen. They're like, we can't go no further. Psalm 46, God is our refuge. And God is our strength. And God is our very present help in the time of our troubles. And brothers and sisters, we're in a troublesome time. Therefore, we will not fear. Amen. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried away into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof, amen, roar and be troubled through the mountain, or though the mountains shake and the swellings thereof, and the psalmist says, Selah, amen, David knew, amen, this too well, as does many others. And the apostle Paul is able to tell us this as well. I know that I can't, amen, deal with this that I'm struggling with on my own. There's too much that only God is only going to help me through. And not only help me, but shield me, amen, through the times from the things that I don't think I can survive. For too long, what we do is we have developed overconfidence. Amen. And we have to be brought back into check. I don't really have this problem, I don't think. Somebody may correct me, but I don't 
I don't feel like I'm overconfident. I really try not to be. But I am confident in my God. Amen. Not in my own abilities. Not in what I can make happen. Not in what I can come up with. You know, to try to help somebody. The other morning we had someone come into our church. The service had just started. And you know when you're standing up there and you see somebody come in and you know they're desperate. They need some help. Amen. They didn't need me to, to just force the way I felt like things might need to go. But God needed me to let the Holy Ghost operate the service like it needed to be operated. Amen. And so the song was being sung and things were just moving. Kind of like I feel it in here today, man. I'm telling you, I feel God's presence here today. Amen. And you know, we can take our confidence in ourselves and about how things should, we might think should work and operate. And, amen. But the God of heaven begin to check me and say, just let me have my way. Just move aside and, and I'll do what I need to do. Amen. Brother, I want to tell you that God in the song service of Amen. That young lady come in there and, and I said, God's here to help you and if you'll just let him help you. And you can see as the Spirit of God descended on this one girl, young lady. And, amen. And we just stopped everything and, and she wouldn't come to the altar. And, and I hardly ever do this. And I said, but God, what would you have us to do? And, and I eased back there and, and I said, you know and, that God brought you and, here today on purpose. And, and God stopped this service and, on purpose just for you and I said if you'll come down to this altar and kneel and pray and God will give you the help that you need and you know what folks she came and we wrapped our arms around her and the Holy Ghost came down and touched her life and helped her life and you know what if you'll hold on to that that Lives can be changed. Another young girl in our church who struggles mightily. She came down too. I got over there next to her, Brother Eddie. I put my arms around her and I said, I know you're back, but it's all right. Because if this is what you've got to do to make it, just hold on to this. Amen. Just hold on to this. Amen. I'm not there to condemn. You know, you ought to live. They ought to live better. Right? Everybody ought to live better. But Jesus is the one. Then give them the strength that they need. I said, if you fall, get up. Get up. Amen. Don't lay there. Get up. You failed. So all of that went on. Amen. And we just need to have our confidence that may be overconfidence checked every now and then. Because I want you to know something here this morning. God saves, not me. I'm his voice. I do what he tells me to do. But if I don't operate in the Holy Ghost, I'm not doing anything that's worth anything. It's just activity. Amen. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall. 
not one. Amen. But I'm here to tell you today, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And he is the one that restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. That's what God does to people that hold on. Paul, having the same mindset, reminds us that we can't make it without the hand of God. I want you to listen to this scripture here. You already know it. But listen. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There's no temptation taking you, but such is what's common unto man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you're able. But with the temptation, he will make a way of escape. That you might be able to bear it. I've used that scripture many a time in my life. How about you? I mean, as a minister, whenever everything is up on top of somebody, I mean, just you, you mentioned Job last night, right? I mean, he had everything diabolical that was going on with him. God allowed it. You just can't kill him. And like Clinton said, he was more dangerous to the devil as long as he was breathing, no matter what his circumstances were. Same way with you and me. Same way. But you know, this, this scripture took a different light to me several months ago. We had a couple that had left a, another Assembly of God church, came to our church. I mean, they had some stuff going on that they, they just made me make a, a go-go club or something instead of a church. And you know what I'm saying. They left. She said, we did endure it as long as we can endure it. And we finally got out. And she said, we come over here to y'all's church. They was the only two that came. This is a big old church. Only two that came. They was asking different people. said, why don't y'all come over here? It's right here. Close. Well, we ain't never heard nothing bad about that place, but I just don't know if that's the place for us to go. You know. They got in there First thing she said, boy, the thing I love about y'all's church is y'all sing out of that, that King James hymn book. <laughs> That's what you got, brother. <laughs> she loved that. Man. She's like, I hadn't heard them things in years. And she said, y'all sing more than we, we you know, we, we got to start up having a chorus, and then we sing a couple of hymnal songs. Sometimes it may go further than that, but normally, you know, we sing a couple of hymnals, and then we sing a special, and then preacher preaches, and then, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the, the order, unless something happens. Because if something happens, I'm always glad to mess the order up. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But she come, and she visited. And you guess what? She hadn't been there hardly no time, and I got invited to their house for dinner. Man, I got some folks that's been in my church a long time that ain't never invited me for dinner. Y'all hear it? 
And so we visited and we ate and she told me stuff. And, and you know, we, we just talked about church and talked about different things. And I didn't know who they were. I just knew what family they come from. But then she began to share with me some things about her personal life and some tragedies. One tragedy in particular that had happened. That happened about 30 years ago. Her son was a Christian. And he was a very active Christian in school. And her son and his best friend pulled up in their driveway. And he said, I'll see you tomorrow. They had some stuff that they were going to do on the campus of their public school. And, amen. He was very much involved in the Christian work. He was a good Christian, 17-year-old young man. But he went to bed that night. And he didn't get up. He died in his sleep. And she said, Brother Allen, I've been in church my whole life. And there's my 17-year-old handsome young man lives for God and does the things of the Lord and now he's gone. And she said, you know what people was telling me? Sis, It'll be all right because God won't put no more on you than what you can bear. People mean well. They do. But sometimes they don't know what they're saying. You see, because it's easy to stand on the outside when you're hanging on by a thread and offer all kinds of advice when it ain't you that's in the middle of the circumstance, the middle of the situation the middle of the dilemma. You see, all of us have these things. If I were to spill my personal life out to you, some of you would say, I don't know why in the world you're still where you're at. If you heard this man of God last night, you don't know how in the world that he made it through the 51 weeks of hell that he had to go through. And I know everybody is saying, that, amen, that he won't put no more on you than what you can bear. And that is true, brother, but it's not mine to bear by myself. told me that, the matter it God I got. She said for 10 years, for 10 years, I dealt. She said I'd get up, I'd go to church, I'd do what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. But the whole while, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, God, how in the world would you put something like this on me to have to bear? have to deal with, we have to put up with. I'm coming to church. I'm hanging on by a thread. Amen. Not because I'm good. Not because of, amen, I'm anything of, amen, of courageousness. Not because I'm strong. Amen. All of these things. I'm just here. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. And she said, you know what, Brother Allen, after 10 years, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I never intended for you to deal with this by yourself. This scripture doesn't talk about you taking this on your own, but it says you're able to bear it because Jesus steps in and carries the load with you. I'm here to tell you today, folks, you don't have to live in that place of not knowing 
that God is with you. It's not about whether or not somebody else undergirds you, strengthens you. I'm thankful for every word like that. But when Jesus talks to you, then, then you can hold on. She said, brother, it changed my life. She said, for 10 years, I've been suffering about the loss of my boy and couldn't understand how God could take a vibrant young man like that, let him die in his sleep when he had so much he could have done for the kingdom. But let me tell you something, folks. God knows better than what we do. God knows better. Man, I was hanging on you last night because I'm going to sing that song one day. I don't know how it's all going to wind up, but I'm going to keep on singing because I'm here because of what he's done. Amen. Not because that I'm good. Not because that I have any courage whatsoever. We have to know that if it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? If Jesus hadn't been on our side, how in the world could we have survived? The Bible says if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now Israel may say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The streams had overgone our soul. Amen. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Amen. Our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare. The fowl is snared. The snare is broken. And we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven. And who made earth. We are not strong. But I held on. Amen. Do you know how you hold on? By mercy. I, I know that you probably already know what mercy is, right? Mercy is compassion that is bestowed upon somebody when it's not deserved. In other words, I should... I shouldn't make it. I shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. The dilemmas of your life, the problems of your life, the failures of your life should make it to where you are dead. But then mercy steps in, which is the interposition. It is the go-between, the barrier, the divider that says, I love you, man. I know you're a failure. But Jesus died and shed his blood for a failure like me. For someone that doesn't have the strength of, to do what we're doing. But through God's mighty providence, uh, that mercy steps in. Uh, and the Lord Jesus says, uh, amen, I'm in between. Uh, that death and wrath uh, cannot take you out. Uh, because Jesus shed his blood. Uh, 
so that you can live. I held on, not because I'm good, not because I've got the great courage, not because I'm strong, I just held on. I just stayed. I just kept on. That's right. I can't die because the mercy of God is on my side. Amen. Well, you don't deserve no mercy. Neither do you. Neither do you. Amen. He didn't die for just one person. He died for all of us. And mercy's there for all of us. Amen. You know what's so sad? Is somehow or another, we think we're strong enough. The great preacher, Mr. Barnes, wrote it like this. Thy mercy, O Lord, it holdeth me up. By thy merciful interposition, or go between, thou dost keep me from falling. It was strength put forth as the expression of mercy. Not strength to which you and I have any claim. Amen. How often in this life may we say this to ourselves when we're ready to sink, when our strength is almost gone. Amen. I've been there. When a little severe pressure would have brought us to the grave, God, by his mercy and by his great power, stepped in between and saved us. Amen. You know, I know you know the story about Peter, right? We've read it so many times, and, and it's a great story. Man, he's the only person other than Jesus who walked on the water, right? right? Amen. And, you know, when he steps out of the boat and he starts walking to Jesus, as long as he keeps his eyes on Jesus, he never sinks, right? right? right. And that's the same way it is for us. It's the same way. This, I mean, this thing is churning, brother. This thing is all going in, a, in haywire condition. Israel is surrounded by every devil in hell. And America has got devils all in it to, that is not going to stand with her before it's all said and done. She's going to stand by herself, brother. That's scripture. That's prophecy. It's got to happen. Amen. But I want to tell you today, when you begin to look and get your eyes off of what you ought to have at home. The Bible says he's coming back for them that are looking for him. I'm telling you, pay attention to the prophetic things. But get your eyes on the eastern sky. He's about to come back and stay focused. Yes, right. Stay focused. So, when he gets his eyes off of the Lord, and sees all of the waves. Yeah. He begins to sink. Yes, he does. I'm just about to the neck, Lord. Yeah. And if you don't help me, That's right. I'm going under. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to make it. But you know what, Brother Lamar? 
All that we have to do is say, save me. Help me. And I don't ever see with the Lord for his children don't help them. Right? So he says, save me. Help me. Be merciful to me. And the Lord reaches up as Peter reaches up. And the next thing you know, they're in that boat. And I want to tell you something, folks. Things are not as bad as they're going to get. But the best thing that we can do is to remember that holding on to him is what we've got to do. And I held on. Amen. And I held on. And I held on. And I held. I'm not turning you loose, Jesus. This thing may be all about to wind up. And everything's all messed up. The church has gone crazy. Iniquities abounding. The love of many's waxing cold. Everything seems like it's upside down. Those that always serve God have somehow or another quit serving God. But I'm bound to myself. I will hang on. I will hang on. Not because of myself. But because of you. And you are the only one that can keep me. So the Lord pulled him out. Amen. How often in our life, as we're about to sink, amen, God's mercy and his power stepped in for us. Every such act of mercy, amen, every such act of mercy, Amen. As his step in between in this particular manner is a brand new gift of life. You understand? Kind of what you was talking about about the blind man. I mean, you know, you figure the whole church is going to blow up because somebody got their eyesight. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. What, what was that? Where are you going to go eat at? We eat Mexican tonight or we're going to eat the Cracker Barrel. What are we going to do? Right. Until it's you. Right. You ain't worried about no Mexican restaurant at that point. That's right. Or no Cracker Barrel. Right. My brother Eddie's preaching too long again. Who is, who is about to go under, man, you can preach for two and a half hours to me. Right. Because you know what? Yeah. You're helping me. Right. I'm not going under because you are telling me a soul of what my soul has got to have to hang on, to hang on, to hang on. I'm here to tell you folks that the word of the Lord is how you're going to make it. It's how you'll hang on. It's how you'll survive the struggle. all about his his word amen have y'all ever heard folks say I had one here just recently you know you gotta have balance brother you gotta have balance here what you talking about 
We, we need you to quit preaching. You know, so it's, it's so high for us to get there. So what you want me to do? You want me to tell you that your sin's all right? Right? <laughs> we got to have the balance. Preach you some love. Right? But you know what Paul said? Paul said, speak the truth in love. Truth always trumps love. It comes before that. It's not that it's not entwined with it. But I can tell you this, brother. You can't have love unless you have the truth first. So, Brother Eddie, you just keep on feeding yeah. me, brother. Yeah. With all I got to have because I got to hang on. I got to get to a closing point here today. We love you, folks. I do. Amen. I had another message that I prayed about when Brother Lamar was preaching last night. I said, man, I ought to preach that one because it, it's about songs and it would line up. But this is about song, too. Yeah. Amen. This is the one he impressed on me. So I'm talking to somebody here. I come in here this morning, I said, Lord, I don't know who will be here, but if I just preach to myself, because you know what I'm dealing with, yeah. you help me to hang on. Amen. 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 The 23rd Psalms concludes like this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of, of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and, and mercy shall... Did you hear that? I said surely goodness and, and mercy shall follow me all of the days of, of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And brothers and sisters, it's upon us. It's upon us. Amen. Stand with me here this morning. I'm quitting. Amen. If, if y'all want to come and help us to sing, I know. Amen. That we can do some things around this altar that can help us. The 46th Psalm concludes there's a river, the streams whereof. Amen. Shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered the voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The mercy of God. The mercy of God is how we held on. Amen. Amen. This song that I was telling you about, this is the words to it. I can't sing it. Maybe Brother Bobby, Sister Stephanie, they may know it and they might can sing it, but this is how the words go. You ask me how it is that I'm still standing. You wonder how I made it through this storm. 
I can't boast of any special powers. There's no secret. I just held on. Amen. And I held on until the storm was over. I don't claim to be no hero. I don't have all the answers. And I held on to the storm. It was over. Not because I'm good. Not because I'm great. Not because I'm strong. But I held on. Amen. I can tell that things are finally happening. I've got blessings I can call my own. Many times I wondered if I would make it. While I was wondering, I just kept on holding on. Yes. Amen. And I held on until the storm was over. And I held on. Amen. Or I, I don't claim to be a hero. I don't have all the answers. I don't, you know, have all of this. I just held on until the storm was over because not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on. Amen. I held on until my storm was over. You've been my best friend for a long time. And there's been a lot of hell in our lives. You too, brother. Oh, we got hold and you know what? If you see me starting to not hang on, you just get yourself all inclined here. You too, Brother Eddie. Come on over here. You get a hold of Brother Lamar over here. And, we're, and the three of us, if three of us get bound, right? That cord ain't going to break, right? And we're just going to hold on. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Keep talking about shutting up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. He not the the hell of my catalog mo shanda bahaya. He la matalamoshi. You better hang on. And God stopped us by here this morning for you. For you. While they play and sing or whatever y'all want to do, see us. Brother. I think it'd be appropriate if we just everyone on this camp meeting morning, come around here and just lifted our hands up toward heaven and say, Lord, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to make it. Come on, everybody that can. You ask me how.